It's not as hard as you think to have omnipresence, um, but from one piece of content. Hi, it's Rob Moore here, and I wanted to share with you some drastic changes to business, to marketing, to money. These are drastic in that most people aren't doing these. These are drastic in that you cannot master what you do not measure. And people don't know in business their KRAs from their KPIs from their WTFs. Now, um, in many ways, we've got old school coming back when it comes to marketing. And what I mean by marketing is generating good quality leads for your business that makes you money. Um, and some of the old, old school things that we've got coming back are postal letters and direct messaging. Uh, and uh, things like um, ideal client profiling. Um, and there'll be more that I'll share with you in this brief episode. Now, I'm actually going live on my Disruptive Entrepreneur um, podcast. I'm going live to my Facebook followers and fans across the world. Thank you very much. And I'm also on a Zoom mastermind. So one dramatic Dramastic, which is a dra dramatic and drastic word amalgamation. One dramastic, let's just put, send that to dictionary.com right now. A new word from Rob Moore called dramastic. Dramatically drastic is content repurposing. So as a live demonstration, actually some of you are watching my live and you're on my Zoom mastermind. And you'll probably listen to the podcast episode. Um, omnipresence through content repurposing. And you can either go simultaneously live. So right now I'm live on my Facebook page. I'm live on a Zoom mastermind and I'm live on my podcast. Um, I can see Keely there who's on. Keely, thank you for the stars. Keely's on the Zoom mastermind and on the live. But um, marketing and business and income generation has dramatically changed because the platforms that you market to are now decentralized and you need to market to many more platforms. But if you're smart, you can use one piece of content across multiple platforms. So you could do a Facebook Live, uh, which could also be recorded and um, uploaded as a you know, YouTube video. You could take cuts for TikToks and Instagram Reels and stories. Or you could do it the other way around, like I am, where I'm on a Zoom mastermind to 100 and how many have we got? Like We've got 114 of my top clients, you know, six and seven figure clients. Um, you know, people have been following me for years. I'm doing a live Zoom for them. There's 114 live participants. And I've decided in one of the small sections to go live to my uh, Facebook page. We've got 28 and a half million people live on Facebook, by the way, all tuning in from all over the world. That's pretty good reach. <laughs> and I'm also recording uh, on my, um, my home podcast setup for the Disruptive Entrepreneur and or the Money podcast. The numbers on the live are going up and up, by the way. So um, it's just I wanted to do a live demonstration of that it's not as hard as you think to have omnipresence, um, but from one piece of content. What you really want to do is give the impression that you're everywhere. Like your ideal client, you want them to basically feel like they're stalked by you. Um, i.e. they go on Facebook, you're there. They go on Instagram, you're there. They go on Zoom, you're there. They go on podcast, you're there. They go down the shop, you're there. You go to bed. You go, you go on YouTube. They go on YouTube, you're there. Uh, but you can't do that by doing original content all the time unless you've got 24 hours a day to invest into creating unique content per platform consistently. So the way to do it is omnipresence through content repurposing, which is what I'm doing live. And that's one of the ways that marketing has dramatically, which is my new word for dramatically and drastically changed. OK, cool. So here are some old school things, however, that are back in the game. So number one, you need an ideal client profile. An ICP. Um, an ICP is an ideal client profile. 
So, um, I, I, where's my house? Looking for my phone. I'm freaking going to Facebook Live and check my pocket. Where's my phone? I haven't got my phone. Fuck. You know that feeling when you think you've lost your phone? It's like, ah, oh, I lost my penis. Ah. But I have about five ideal clients. So people who have been in high level corporate roles and then set up their own business, that's an ideal client of mine. People have sold their business for a six, seven or eight figure sum. That's an ideal client of mine. Actually, people have done certain um, competitor trainings. That's an ideal client of mine. So you need an ideal client profile. You might have one to start with and you might end up having three or four or five individual niche verticals of your ideal client profile. Now, my personal vision is to help as many people on this planet start and scale their business and get better financial knowledge. So I want people who want to invest in themselves to build and um, scale their business and go from, you know, five to six to seven to eight to nine figures in revenue. People who want to build a personal brand like I'm on the Zoom um, personal brand. This is a personal brand revolution Zoom mastermind for my um, private clients. So I want people who are, you want to build their personal brand and be social media creators and influencers and entertainers and entrepreneurs. Um, you know, I want people who um, want to be wealthy. I want people who want to scale their business from local to national to global. I want people who want to educate themselves and be enterprising and entrepreneurial and creative and visionary. So these are all the kinds of people that I want. Now, there'll be an age range ideal profile. And for me, it's usually kind of 35 to 50, because I'm 42 right in the middle. It's usually a few more, a bit more men, maybe 60% men, 40% women, because I'm a man, um, in case you hadn't noticed. Uh, so you need to create your own ideal client profile. How do you do that? Well, if you haven't got any clients, you think, what would my ideal client be? You know, what, what kind of person's going to be someone who's grateful, who spends well, and is well-suited and well-fitted and going to get good value out of, my product or service, and maybe we're going to work for the long term. And then what you do, and this is important, I'm talking fast, I know, but write this down. Then what you do is, once you've got some clients, you then profile the ones you've got, and your best ones you feed back into your ideal client profile. Because what happens, you know, let's say you've got 100 clients, 10 of them will be legends, like they pay the most, they're grateful, they need you the least, they refer you the most, then you're going to have 10 of the bottom rung that want a tenner for a fiver. They want to come and empty your fridge and have a go on your missus for free. And they want to take four pints of blood out of you as well. And they moan on social media about it. And they leave a one star review on Trustpilot after you've given them a refund. And then you've got anything in between. <laughs> Some people have been saying on my rants recently, Rob, you're going really red. You're going to have a heart attack. You need to calm down. <laughs> it's called passion, motherfuckers. Passion. All right. Next then, old school, Mac. So I've just done ICP, then there's Mac. Mac is maximum acquisition cost, baby. Like most people wouldn't have even heard of this. If you create um, a good ideal client profile to start, and then as you get more and more clients, you feed back in your best client profiles into your ideal client profile, you're going to scale, you're going to get better quality clients, you're going to get better profit margins. But those clients are going to have a cost to you. So Mac, maximum acquisition cost, is the maximum you're prepared to spend to get a client. Um, and my guess is most of you don't. And those of you that do, what is the criteria? Thank you for being honest, by the way. I'm not judging you. I know if most of you haven't, then I can add value to you. So that's all good. All right. So back to maximum acquisition cost then. So the maximum acquisition cost is the maximum you are prepared to pay to acquire a client. 
how do you know how to work that out? Well, that's the next question. So what you do is you work out, first of all, your net profit margin. And let's say it's 30%. Then you work out what percentage of that net profit margin you're prepared to spend to acquire a client. And let's say it's 50% of that profit. So let's say your product is $1,000 or pounds. And your net profit margin is 30%. Therefore, it's $300 or pounds for every $1,000 or pounds. And you've, you've worked out, I'm prepared to pay $150 to acquire the, the £1,000 client. Now, all of a sudden, you can start generating more leads and more sales and more buyers. Oh, and by the way, the company or the entrepreneur who can afford to pay the most to acquire the client usually wins the marketing game. If you can outspend your competitors in marketing, that's not a given because you might spend the money badly. But as long as you spend the money well, if you can outspend your competitors, you win the game. So how I work out my maximum acquisition cost is work out my profit margin and I'm prepared to pay 50% of that profit margin on that product. Or if you've only got one, it's only one anyway, to acquire the client. That's how you work out Mac. So if you all as an action, don't just watch me and listen to me, actually crack on and get this shit done. But if you all as an action step, work out your profit margin of the product that you're selling and then divide that by whatever you're, you might be prepared to pay 80% of that away. You might be prepared to pay 100% of the profit on the product away. Why? Because then they buy three more products. Or if you've only got one product and your margin is thin, you might only be prepared to pay 20 or 30% of it away to acquire the lead. Give me a yes if this is all making sense, by the way. I want to hear it in the comments. Give me a yes. And if you're listening to the podcast driving, just go yes while you're driving. Okay, good. Now. Let's add to Mac. Now, by the way, you create a Mac for your, your business, i.e. all of your products combined, but you also create a Mac per, per product because they'll have different margins. So the third metric, the old school metric back in play is lifetime client value or LCV. So we've got ICP, MAC and LCV. LCV is lifetime client value. Now, if you have one product, at the moment, lifetime client value is maximum the full value of one product. But if you have two products or five products or 10 products, lifetime client value really comes into play. What it means is you've got a maximum and an average amount that a client will pay. So let's say you're me and you have got all the different training programs that we have. So I, we have... Four-day property investing masterclass, service accommodation masterclass, no money down masterclass, deal packaging masterclass, commercial conversion masterclass. We have masterminds of all of those. So that's 10 products so far. We have expert speaker, revolution expert speaker, academy expert speaker, elite trainer masterclass. That's another three. We have um, entrepreneur business school, entrepreneur business academy, e-commerce and Shopify. Yada, yada. Let's say there's 25 of them. There's about 25 different courses and masterminds across our companies. So our, our maximum lifetime client value is all of those combined. So my top client, or if they buy all my products and services, probably not all at once, maybe over years, might be able to spend 150 grand. Now, if I had 100 clients, what I would do is I'd do the total revenue divided by the total number of products they bought, and I've got a lifetime client value. And they might buy an average of 3.5 products. And that might be three and a half thousand pounds. So let's say there's 10 products. They're all a thousand pounds. 
So the maximum lifetime client value is £10,000. But on average, people buy three and a half products, three and a half thousand pounds. So now my maximum acquisition cost can go up. For the first product that's a thousand pounds, I could pay 100% of the profit away. I could pay $300 to acquire the client. They buy the first product, I make net zero, but they spend another two and a half thousand pound lifetime and I make 30% of two and a half thousand pounds. Yeah. That's how you smash the fuck out of your competitors. Number one, they don't even know this. Like don't, normally I say share my work. Please share my work. Like hit the share button on, you know, or share the podcast on your social media. But don't tell them Mac and LCV because <laughs> you'll have a big advantage over them. That was a rather Dr. Evil laugh, wasn't it? <laughs> All right, cool. So thanks for tuning in on the um, Facebook Live. I just wanted to share with you some content on how mar marketing has dramatically changed, which is Rob's new word for dramatically and drastically, um, whereby you can do content repurposing by being live on multiple channels. Uh, when you create a piece of content, make sure it's in written audio, video and live format. I'm currently live on my podcast, I'm on a Zoom mastermind to 116 of my private best clients and on my Facebook page. And go back to old school of knowing who your ideal client profile is and measuring the maximum acquisition cost for that client and working out what you're prepared to pay. And hopefully it's more than your competitors. And then going and spending that money to acquire, acquire the client to grow the business and then tracking the lifetime client value. And what you want to do every six months to a year is you want to do your lifetime client value again. It will go up if more customers buy more stuff or you get more products. It will go down if you get lots more customers, but they buy less. So you always want to track your lifetime client value.